Hey everyone and welcome back to the Mindset Project Podcast, the podcast that gives you the tools to develop an elite physical and mental performance and gives you that daily dose of positivity. Using my own knowledge as a competitive swimmer and from different professionals, I hope to provide an experience which makes you think differently about the things around you and promote some sort of personal growth. I hope to connect you through evidence-based information from experts in their field. So with that, I would like to say, I hope you're doing well, staying fit and staying safe. So let's get on to it. On the episode this week, I will discuss one of the techniques which you can use to develop a strong mindset, create positive energy, which allows you to take on the day and also help you to achieve your goals. Now, my microphone came the other day, so you won't be having to listen to my crappy iPhone voice notes any longer. Now, I do have three techniques in mind which have helped me personally, and I would obviously recommend these to anyone, but I may end up talking about all three in this one episode, or I might end up just doing one. It really just depends on how much rambling I do. And when I do the episode on logbooking, which will be in the future at some point, everything will kind of start to make sense as to why I've done the last ep- last couple of episodes in the way which I have. So let's get on with it. So the first technique which you can use is one called visualisation. Now, I was kind of contemplating, like I said earlier, whether or not to do one episode just on visualisation or to have it alongside other techniques because it is a very interesting tool we can use but I wasn't sure how in detail I could like potentially go into it and for that reason alone this episode may be quite a long one or it might just be a kind of like 20 minute 30 minute one on just visualization so the first question you're probably asking is what is visualization it's simply us visualizing something in our head which we want to happen and an example of this is like for example if you're a tennis player you might visualize yourself smashing the tennis ball or and getting a point or if you're a boxer you might be visualizing winning the match or knocking out your opponent that sort of thing the possibilities of visualization are actually endless and the thing that if you don't need to you don't need to be an elite athlete you could just be getting over fears of starting a new job or even using it to prepare yourself for a job interview and we do visualization by drawing up on images, sounds, environments and feelings before they even happen. Now visualization is one of the most powerful tools we can use to be successful and it is often under underrated and I'm, I'm not saying like it's underrated in the sense that people devalue it but basically what I mean to say is um, that they don't really know how to use it properly and it actually has been used for centuries to prepare the body but the, prepare the mind sorry and the body and the consciousness for upcoming challenges and situations and in a sporting context it could be you visualizing the winning shot it could be you visualizing that winning match it is sometimes used to see you fail so that you can actually prepare for a worst case scenario and the possibilities of where you take visualization is completely endless and it's very like personal to you and with all sorts of skills, visualization does take time to get used to and get better at. Now, I remember when I first started it, I would often get like quite distracted by other noises outside or in the room. And when you do visualization, it is often best to do it when your body is relaxed or at least in a relaxed state. This is because when your brain, your brain does the majority of the work and it's sometimes easier for us to concentrate when everything else is relaxed. And if that makes sense. 
Some of the science behind visualisation is that our brain likes visual, visual stimuli and during exercise the amygdala, which I talked about in an earlier episode, finds it difficult to actually distinguish between what is seen during a visualisation and something that is happening in real time. And this is um, quite a powerful thing because when if we do visualisation over and over every single day, then our brains start to kind of get used to what we are seeing in our head, which is why it's such a good um, tool to use because we're kind of like programming ourselves to kind of feel what it should be like to win or to reach a goal or whatever. So this is a very like interesting thing that our brain actually does. Now I'll go off on a tangent here but this is quite an interesting fact for you and it's kind of similar to what happens with the amygdala and the visual stimuli. So your brain doesn't actually compute negative words so an example of this is you may be somewhere high and you tell your tell someone who has a fear of heights to not look down. So when you say don't look down what your brain actually recognises is do look down because it doesn't actually compute the negative of not so that's why when you tell someone do not look down then they look down because all the, the brain recognizes is do look down so a better thing would probably to say in this um, situation would be look ahead or keep looking up because obviously it's like the more positive version of don't look down so taking it back to visualization and the key to a powerful visualization is not only practice but it has to have some sort of emotional connection. Now, I like to use the word emotional anchor. So, by this I mean that you need to feel what you're playing in your head. So, as an example, like I won't go into too much detail as to what I visualise as. I think visualisations can be very personal, and they should be. But, as I've already said, I've been doing it for like three or four years, so I would say I'm like fairly experienced. I wouldn't say like I'm a pro, but I would say I'm better than the average. And it wasn't until a few years ago that my visualization kind of like changed or like got better. And it got to the point in my visualization of me feeling the most joy that actually brought me like, it almost made like made me feel very overwhelmed to the point of tears of joy. So in my image, in my head, I had achieved something I'd been working on so hard to achieve. And I felt so much support from everyone that was around me and the hard work I paid off. And another thing that has happened quite recently is that I've started to actually feel my muscles twitch when I visualise to the activity in my head. And obviously, you'll know that like I'm a swimmer as well, so a lot of the time I will visualise before I go to training, so I will visualise a training session. And obviously we've not been in the pool for like the last year or whatever, and I've kind of been trying to visualise me as in a training session, even though we've not been in the pool. And there's been times where I've visualised us doing like a speed session and if there's anyone who is a swimmer is listening, you'll obviously know what the term twitch is. So when you're a swimmer, you, you tend to use your um, fast twitch muscle fibres a lot more than non-sprinters. So when you get this twitch feeling, it's, when, it's normally if you've been a sprinter or if you've done like a fast session, that's when your like, muscle fibres are kind of twitching as it was. And... Uh, tip that my own psychologist told me was make sure it is emotional so I think when I started it was kind of like my friends and my family which I had as my emotional anchor and I guess you could say that over the years it's like changed and chat developed because obviously your your the people who are in your life will obviously come in and come out at certain times 
so you're not obviously going to have the same people around you every single every single day of every single year. And I'd like to say the key to developing a good visualization, or at least a strong visualization, is practice. Like I normally do use it maybe twice per day. So I'd not have like been training twice in the pool. I'd use it before each session, and I would always visualize before whether that is in the pool or in the gym. And talking about the gym, if you are a bodybuilder or someone who uses the gym regularly, then you probably have had use the visualization without even thinking about it. And I bet you anything that you've experienced a time where you're like struggling with a heavy lift or your legs are like feeling like lead on the bike. It's like the last 500 meters and you're like completely dying. And you tell yourself you can do this and you might actually shut your eyes to see yourself get through that exercise or finish that last 500 meters and that is visualization. But the thing with visualization is that yeah most of us have probably done it without us even realizing it but if we don't focus our our mind emotionally then it won't have as much of an effect. It will still work but having that emotional anchor like I've said before takes the level of visualization to like to the next level and the best time to do visualization is to do it when you are relaxed. This is because we don't have these thoughts of going off here and there and it just means our heads are clouded or distracted and I remember when I had my psychologist a few years back he took me through a guided visualization and again this is always an option because there are so many like videos out there especially on YouTube which can use which you can use to help guide you and these are relatively handy handy especially if you are one who would get distracted quite easily so just stick in your headphones, shut your eyes and listen to the video, just listen to the voice. They don't think about anything else, just focus in on the voice and let it guide you. So like I sat down with my psychologist and he told me to shut my eyes. Now obviously I'd only met him like maybe once or twice. So I was kind of like uncomfortable in the sense that I didn't really know him and I felt like an absolute idiot doing this in front of someone that I didn't really know. And he was asking questions like, what can you see, what can you hear, what can you smell, what can you feel, can you taste anything? And by doing this, he, we're like trying to focus on replicating a situation as close to, as possible using our senses. And it is of course easier to do it if you have experienced a place before. So if you, for example, are trying to visualise being on a beach in Spain or on a sun lounger and you've done that before, then it is easier to attempt to replicate that because you've been there so you can kind of use your memories and those feelings to replicate that in your head. And another reason is why we need to focus is to tap into our minds to access these past experiences. Like on the opposite side as well, if you want to go to Australia for a dream holiday and you've never been there before, then you can really only imagine what it would feel like, if that makes sense. So back to my first experience, so I like shut my eyes, tried really hard to like visualise a pool because at this point I wasn't really training great. So I could smell the poolside and obviously if you've ever been on a pool before it's kind of got that distinct smell. And I could see the dim lighting of the pool as well because obviously pools are inside, they don't really have a lot of lighting coming in. And I tried to feel the water on my skin as I jumped in the water. And my psychologist said, you're going to like swim really well. You've not had any tension in your muscles. Everything just feels good and fast. And I was actually 
couldn't believe that this actually was happening. Like, I was actually genuinely feeling like I was doing really well. And there I was, literally just sitting on a seat. And I opened my eyes and I was just like, wow. And ever since then, I've kind of, like, used it every day. And for me personally, just doing it about two times a day meant that I was able to practice it more and more. And if I had days where I kind of got distracted, then I would just start again. Because if you're only going to give it 50%, then the power of it will only be 50%. And I use it when I race, and I think if you're able to do it for different situations and different scenarios, then that is also handy. And it probably requires more practice to do that because you're having to kind of like replicate different situations, different feelings that come up, which isn't a really easy thing to do. There are also a number of ways which you can visualise. Like I personally have done both ways, and I'd say it probably that is probably down to personal preference. So you can either do it through the first person, which is through your own eyes, and you see yourself do the task or the thing that you are visualising to achieve or do. And I would say this is this way is probably more suited for people who are doing sports. So you can kind of see yourself do that heavy lift or see yourself win that race because that is going to be the closest to reality because obviously if you're seeing yourself do it then in real life you're going to be the one that's doing it and another way to do it is through the third person third person sorry this way is like you are watching the image through a tv screen so you so say you're a boxer for example and you want to visualize winning a match then through the third person it would be like watching yourself on tv Sometimes this is a good way, but whenever I do sport performance related visualizations, I tend to opt for the first person. I would probably use the third person for something like if I wanted to visualize me having a dream house or working hard, that I get a job promotion, that sort of thing. So find out what works for you. Like I do sometimes find that I do a hybrid of both. Sometimes, like I could see myself see myself do um, a heavy lift in the gym, and I try to think what it'd feel like. So basically that's for the first, but then I see myself do it, which is often the third. So again, just see what works for you, play about with it, try both, try like a hybrid like I've said. Again, it's just personal preference. So there have been many studies done on athletic performance on the use of visualisation and the results have generally always been very positive. And an example of one of these studies was, I can't remember where the study was taken, but but researchers took three groups of basketball players. So there was one group who had trained every day and did no visualisation. The second group were players who visualised every day but didn't train. And a third group who didn't train or visualise. The result was that those who visualised actually had the same similar levels of accuracy with those who had trained physically every day. Our mind and body are whole and I always say that a strong mind will always lead to a strong body. So if you have heard people say mental health is as important as physical health, which is obviously true, and one thing I think we need to start doing is training our mind as well as our body, because these sort of visualisation studies just show that being able to do kind of like work on brains actually has the same effect as training physically. And besides from improving performance, as I've already said, visualisation also improves your ability to focus. This is a result of having to visualise specific details of your image and more in detail you go, the better the outcome will be.
It will also allow you to use your brain muscles to focus on these details and it also goes without saying that it decreases levels of stress and anxiety. Because obviously if you see yourself doing well, you see yourself feeling great, then obviously that's going to start to have an impact on your self-confidence. And it doesn't really matter who you are or what level of ability you have. By playing out these scenarios which make us stress or anxious, it allows us to familiarise ourselves with them and we can kind of like visualise how to address these issues so that we were prepared to deal with them in real life. And visualisation is also said to help with depression. So visualise yourself past the hurdles of depression and view yourself as happy, energetic, positive and really try and feel what this is like. If you can visualise it, you can be it. And one thing I like to use is visualise it, manifest it, repeat it. So this is basically when what I've said throughout this episode. Visualise something that you want to achieve, whether it's feeling positive, happy, stress-free, or some sort of physical goal that you want to achieve, whether it's in sport, or your job, or just general day-to-day tasks. Then understand how that makes you feel and replicate that in real life. Give that energy to the universe and the law of attraction will start to send that your way. Then repeat it and you'll start to see that when you visualise and manifest what you're wanting to achieve then things will start to fall in place which will take you to that goal and as things go that way you will become more confident, you will start to believe in yourself because you can actually feel these things happening in real life and one thing to note that this technique relies a lot on your self-belief. Now you don't have to have a lot of self-belief to begin with as you will grow with more visualization practice. But what you do need to do is believe in what you visualize and believe that what you see is going to happen. Believe that you can achieve that and as a result your self-belief will eventually grow. Never expect that doing visualization once will just make you like superhuman and you will instantly get whatever you see. It doesn't really work like that unfortunately and if it did, I would definitely be visualising myself on a plane off to a hot country somewhere where the sun is guaranteed to be out and I probably would be visualising myself not in a global pandemic. Visualisation is something that has worked for me personally in very specific ways and what I mean by that is that when your manifestation comes to life and it happens, it's something so specific to you that there is no other explanation for it other than the law of attraction and what you've been putting out in your manifestation has it actually came true. So you've seen it and you feel it and now you have it in the palm of your hands. And to reiterate the sheer power of this particular tool, psychologists are now saying that one hour of visualization is actually equivalent to seven hours of physical effort. So basically if you just lie down and visualize for one hour, you could potentially have the same benefits of doing seven hours of training. If you can see it in your mind, then you can obviously hold it in your hand. Like, if you can see it in your mind, then there's absolutely no way that it can't come true, if that makes sense. And this, I think that I've said this before, but ask yourself this. How can you achieve something physically if you can't actually see it mentally? Like, if you have no vision for something, then how can you achieve it in the physical world? You can't. And as soon as one person unleashes the potential of what humans can actually do, it becomes very easy for a lot of us. Um, one example of this is, I remember there was um, a runner who managed to run a mile in four minutes, which at the time was completely impossible, 
But the only reason he managed to do this in the four minutes was because he used visualization, which just kind of shows the power of this tool. And after he like completed this like this impossible feat that everyone thought there was 37 runners who also managed to do it in four minutes because they found out how he did this and then they did it themselves and then they managed to do it as well and the way visualization is very powerful is because our subconscious mind is like a really powerful tool and i've touched on this like a little bit in other episodes but people are actually believing that we can actually live beyond 100 years and keep actually just keep on living and this is because we're actually conditioned to believe that we're only going to live until we're like 80 or 90 or whatever the standard age is and there is so much information on this that if you look into online you will actually end up going into some sort of like rabbit hole because there's so much information out there like it could be something i possibly discuss in a later episode because i do kind of like getting into these sort of deep and philosophical topics so to come to some concluding comments like visualization is a very powerful tool which we can use to achieve whatever we want to and studies have shown that visualization can have as much impact as a training session and in some cases be more effective it is often overlooked and is a very what i believe a simple technique which when used properly and effectively can actually unlock our full potential now i have been using it for years and it has been has worked for me time and time again and is continuing to be a very useful thing i use during this pandemic and the key is to find some sort of emotional anchor and actually feel what you see in your head now the only sort of difficult part of this technique is just trying to remain focused on what you see so if you do have any questions or want any some sort of advice then send me a message on instagram either on my personal which is at lewis underscore condi or the podcast instagram which is the mindset project all lowercase so i hope you enjoyed this episode it was quite an interest insightful one and hope you gained something from it and with that i say stay positive stay safe and i shall see you on the next one